from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Kareen Kiwan, John Dyer and Doug Cameron. And we are coming to you on Saturday the 22nd of July 2023 and it is absolutely raining hard in London. On this episode we have our usual announcements. Uh, In our Android Basics section, we conclude our look at the Play Store. And in the Spotlight section, Warren unboxes the Nothing Phone 2 and do have a listen to that and await the follow-up review. So, how are we all? Kareen, what's happening? Hello, everything is well here. Actually, I've decided to stop complaining about the heat because I knew how hot it is in other parts of the world so i consider the 30 degrees not hot weather so for this reason i'm okay with the weather this week oh good and how the chadood very well good and uh john darling boy what's happening in virginia not too much uh this is the first week in a while where i didn't have a new device to play with but I did return a lot of things, so <laughs> I think I must have dropped off four or five things at UPS this week. You've kept the Amazon, though, haven't you? Yes, I kept it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I may, in some section that isn't immediately labelled, ask you to elaborate on the return of the fold, but uh, we'll see where I put that, if indeed uh, I do. Okay. Warrenington's, what's happening in Dryington State? We are still dry out here in my location. Believe it or not, we haven't had a drop of rain. And, you know, I say this, though, this July, though, hasn't been too bad. Usually, we have several days of near 100 or 100 degree, three-digit degree weather. We haven't quite had that. We came close. I think we had 99 uh, the day before or any day prior and I think today we might get close there. Maybe we may hit that three digit today. I'm not sure. But I'm finally getting the last big uh, stump of that tree of my yard. Um, I was working on it yesterday evening till about 9.30. And I think if I work on it today again, I probably get it off today. So I'm excited about it. The yard looks really nice. Nice. Um, as well as raining, it's flat out cold here. Like it's mid fifties. I don't know why. Like it's never this cold in rains that. a lot. But... That would be nice. Or July. No, it's no. not. It's not warm at all. <laughs> Austin, how is life in uh, Bombay? So I think Mumbai and British they uh, share the same weather. It is raining absolutely hard in Mumbai. Like from the start of last week onwards till now it is raining and then one day we got stuck we do it took almost four hours to get from office to home which normally takes one hour so it is just completely flooded that is a long time that sounds very annoying indeed and dougie dug dougie dug dougie dug 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 what's going on in alberta not a whole lot just humid and hot so yeah, not not too bad. Just humid, hot, and staying where it's cool. Nice. The freezer. I I have seriously thought about that. Yeah, but I think I won't fit. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. Well, let's have a look at the announcements then. Austin, have you got anything for us? 
blind android users family is 1000 members strong we just before the recording would start actually we crossed 1000 subscribers on youtube i don't know when we crossed it it must be morning my time that time one other thing to say uh the app bonanza is moving uh from the 29th of july because next week we have samsung unpacked so more on that and we'll have the review of the nothing phone 2. uh so we are moving the app bonanza to uh the following saturday the 5th of august i do want to thank you guys for making austin's uh, dream come true that is by uh making us reach that 1000 mark of uh youtube subscriptions and so if you are hearing us we want a thousand more. So we're going to be pining away for another thousand. Shall we make that at the end of next year? Looking forward to it, guys. Take us there. Thank you so much. I seem to recall Austin making a promise to the listeners when we would reach 1,000, something was supposed to happen, wasn't it? You are correct, that? John. He's supposed to tell us his age. Uh, so Austin... You are bound to that promise. So first of all, it is not only my dream, but everyone's dream that we should cross this mark and we have. So the real number is 36. Aha. So therefore, if you've been wanting to know as to how old Austin is, he finally told you how old he is. And the only way you could get to know Austin's age is YouTube subscriptions. And finally, you've made it. And so 36... I can't remember when I was 36. So a long time ago. But you told us on the podcast you like 32 last year, didn't you? Like, how have you increased by four years? Or... No, I must be 35 Correct. then. The other thing to say, everybody, though, is that we are a podcast. And I, at least, recognize that for a predominantly audio podcast, YouTube is a phenomenally inefficient way to listen to it. So if you don't want to subscribe to the YouTube channel... Uh, and you want to use a podcatcher, which is kinder to your internet connection, uh, as I say, because it's from the audio, then please do that. Obviously, I would love you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, but please, please don't allow us to make you feel we're driving you down a particular platform because we are absolutely not. You're listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. And now we turn to our Android Basics section, and we conclude our look at the Play Store with Warren demonstrating uh, family management and device certification. As we continue with our Play Store exploration, we will be looking at the last two items found within the Play Store settings. You activate your Play Store or getting to the settings by first launching the Play Store, then tapping on your username on the top right corner, and then going down through the items that pop up from that and tap on settings. I am now in the settings and the item we're looking at today are the last two items found in the settings. The first one has to do with family-related stuff, and this is what I'm talking about. Family, parental control, parent guide. Click to expand the family settings section. This is collapsed, and so I'll tap here to expand. Click to collapse the family settings section. The family settings section has now been expanded, and moving my finger down, I come across... Manage family members. Manage family members. This is where you can go in and remove members or add new members. Because of security reasons, I'm not going to give my kids' names out here, but I'll show you what I'm talking about, for example. Family management. Navigate up. Button. Out of list. Below that is all the names of my family members and all of that. To remove a member, you simply tap on their name and you can tap on the more options found on the top right corner and the menu that pops up, tap on remove. You could also restrict or choose how items are shared with them or how they get items that you add to the family. For example, I'm going to tap on one of them without revealing their name. Member settings. 
navigate up button out of list i just tapped on one of those and we hear member settings purchase approvals only in app purchases using the family payment method and if you tap here for example navigate up button and the options we have for this kit would be all purchases using the family payment method radio button not selected one of three in list so I could three set it to all of them or only in app purchases radio button selected two of three only in app purchases if you want that to be the only one you control or no approval required radio button not selected three of three oh no approval required of course like i said if you tap on the more options on the top right you can remove that person. And now I'll go back. Navigate up button. Now toward the bottom, we've got a couple items. And that's below the list of names that you have. We got invite family member, one invitation left, six of seven. Invite a family member. So if you have another family member that you want to add, you tap here and go choose to add that family member. Below that we got Manage parent privileges, button, seven of seven. Manage the parent privileges and what you can do. You tap on there. Let's go back. Play store, manage family members in list. The next item below manage family members will be family library settings. The family library settings. In here, you could choose how things are shared. For example, family library settings, family library settings out of list. Shown you could choose whether or not every time you add an app, a game, a TV show, movie, or a book, it should be automatically added, or you could choose how that is added to those family members. Here's what I'm talking about. The first item we got is apps and games. Add items automatically when purchased. Two of four. Enlist four items. Apps and games get automatically added. Of course, if you tap on here, you'll see the different options. I'll tap here to show you what I'm talking about. Apps and games. Apps and games, out of list. And we got? Purchased apps can be added automatically if eligible, or you can add them yourself after you buy them. When items are added to family library, your family members will see that you purchased them. All right, below that. Add items automatically when purchased. Radio button, selected, one of two, in list, two items. So by default, they're added automatically or don't add automatically. I'll do it myself. Radio button, not selected, two of two. That's do not add automatically. Let me choose who I want to get this and who not to get. To add, remove an item anytime. Go to its detail page, out of list. And you could go to the details of the app if you want to remove it. Remove items from family library. And or you could tap remove items from family library. Let's go back. Family library settings. Family library settings. The next item we come across has to do with movies and TV shows and things. Movies and TV. Add items automatically when purchased. Three of four. So it's the same idea like what we saw about the apps and games in the last item here. Books. Add items automatically when purchased. Four of four. Books. The same idea. Let's go back. Family library settings. Now moving from the family library settings below that we've got Manage approval requests. Manage approval slash requests. In other words, someone could request something. And if I tap here, for example, Approval requests. Approval requests out of list. We got two tabs here at the top. The first tab we have is Pending. Selected. We have the pending and that's the one that's selected by default. Of course, to the right of that, we got history. History. Now, if I move my finger down, all the pending requests should be showing here. You're all caught up. Page in pager. And I'm told I'm all caught up because there's no pending requests. If I tap on history, I'll see all the requests that were made. But I don't have such a thing. So I'm going to go back. And next below that, we got parental controls off. Parental controls off. In other words, I don't have any that I'm managing. And so if I check this and I have others that I'm managing, then anytime they're installing an app, it will send it to me saying, hey, so-and-so wants to install such and such an app. Would you let them install the app? 
It will also show you the Play Store listing of the app so you could see whether it's appropriate for that person or for that kid or not. Below that, we got the last item. Parent Guide. The Parent Guide. So in other words, if you tap here, you go read about what's in there as a guide. The last item from these settings will be the About and Certification. About. Play Store. Build Version. Device Certification. Click to expand the About Settings section. So we come across the last item and also to check to see if your device is certified. If I tap here, for example, click to collapse the About Settings section. And I tapped and it says click to collapse it. And below that, we've got About Google Play. About Google Play. Next. Open Source Licenses. License details for open source software. So all the open source licenses below that. Play Store version. Version. 36.6.2029, 0PR, 547,915,177. That's the Play Store version that my device is running. And below that, Update Play Store button. You could tap there to update the Play Store. And below that, we have to Learn More. Learn More button. And the last item here is Play Protect Certification. Device is certified. Play Protect device certification and I'm told that my device is certified. If I tap here for example RS browser navigate up button out of list. It opens up a browser that I can read more about the certification process and all of that and how to go about finding out how to certify or check to see if your device is certified or not. So for example if I put my finger down check your play protect certification status. Heading 1. And if I triple tap with two fingers to read HTTPS from the next item. Slash slash 1. One of four. Four items. Open the Google Play Store app. Google Play. Graphic. Period. 2. Two of four. At the top right, tap the profile icon. Period. 3. Three of four. Tap. Settings. Period. So in other or, words, it's reading for you the, the very things or the very steps that I've taken you through. That's how you go to check your device certification. I will now hand this over to the podcast crew so we could deliberate on these things that I have mentioned so far. Thank you, Warren. Uh, family management certainly something I use a lot of. We have umpteen devices connected to the Play Store. Um, uh, the daughter has a tablet, which now has a SIM card, because uh, the wife and I were fed up of her um, needing to use our Wi-Fi connections. So um, she's had that for a little while, and it, and it is handy. Um, uh, do you use it much, Warren, the family management? I guess you do, don't you? I used it for a while, and frankly, it came in very handy because, you know, sometimes our kids are very naughty. And what I like about it is the fact that, you know, no app gets installed without you authorizing it. And besides, it shows you what the app is all about. So it takes you or shows you the place to entry for that app so it can review it and see if it's appropriate. So if you have little ones at home and stuff like that. I think that's the best way to manage that. And also, you know, bedtime mode is something that, you know, comes in handy because, you know, you could, uh, you know, do that. And But most importantly, it's a way to be able to share apps or, you know, buy apps and just make it available to everybody. I think it allows for up to five people to be on your family uh, team. And so it's a good way to share apps and you can decide who gets what or by default everyone gets it but if there's some naughty naughty ones in there that you don't want them to get certain things <laughs> then you could say this one doesn't get it i really like that whole idea yeah. about choosing how you share those apps and you can remove people as i showed in that um preamble you can remove someone and now though i don't have someone that i monitor anymore but at least uh, they can share my apps. And I tell you, I got like over 100 apps there that are tied to the family area and you can add and remove people at will. What are you supposed to do if you live in like a Georgia trailer park and you've got 10 kids? 
Uh, so I think that may be like a movie uh, trailer of some sort, right? I'm not into movies, so I have no clue. <laughs> no, like, no, no, if, if you're just from Georgia and you live in a trailer park and you have 10 oh, kids. Oh, what come you, on. Come what are you supposed to do? <laughs> You're taking a jab at my people, and that's not fair. Well, no, I'm taking a jab at Google. They've got a limit on five five family members. That that is a particular you have to, view on you what have a to pay for like. two families. That's what it is. I I do have a question though about. So, do app developers have to opt into this, like, or does every app? Can you buy every app once and use it for five people? So you the family that. sharing or the family, whatever, I think it came through uh, in 2016 as of July. I think maybe it was July 6th, uh, July 2nd. Every app thereafter has the ability or is part of, it is automatically part of the family uh, sharing. But if it's something prior to 2016, uh, July of 2016, it will not qualify for that family thing. So it's something that came through about some six or so years ago, seven years, whatever, from 2016. Okay, cool. That's actually, if it works the same way with, like you mentioned, the uh, movies and TV and books, that's actually not a bad deal because like with Audible, I can link my account to Ashley's and have, but we can only have two of us sharing. Like, but it seems like with this, you could buy an audiobook on Playbooks and share it with five people or four other people. That is true. And that's what I like about it. They are a little bit generous um, compared to other family sharings because as you can hear in my demo, it says I had one more left. There are five of us uh, in the family. And I don't know, maybe Google gave me an extra one. I don't know how come I'm having sex. So maybe it doesn't count me. So maybe I think it counts. I don't know. It's, it's kind of odd. I don't know what's going on. Or did you opt one out so you're not monitoring them anymore? Or is that, uh, yeah, that, that's a subset, isn't it? Yeah, well, my oldest daughter's in college now, um, 20. Um, but, you know, she's still part of that. She's still... Gets it's the all, all the more reasons to have monitoring on, I would <laughs> Yeah. So it's really nice to have that uh, family sharing because you have access to things. And or if uh, there's something that someone requests to be on there, say a kid finds some app that they're really interested in, and I'm not, they could send a request, say, hey, I would like to get this app, and I can go in there and add it, and they instantly have that app. Yeah. Um, the wife's still on the Apple side, but when we when I was on that, we used it a lot, and it, and it really paid for itself when I bought Navigon, which is the GPS app, and it was expensive for a mainstream app. It was like thirty pounds, and so I just instantly shared it. And uh, yeah, so if you, if you're paying for stuff, then family sharing is really good. And presumably, you've got the monitoring turned up to the max on the wife, have you? I hope. Yeah. Well, you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but how come your wife is on the other side, Ed? She do what she wants. I'm not that bothered. Uh, as long as she cooks my dinner, it's fine. <laughs> I, I know how you feel, Ed. I'm in the same boat there. <laughs> like, yeah, like exactly. so, actually, two of you guys, uh, you got rebellious wives. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is all news to me. I don't have a digital family when it comes to Google. It's just me. My oh, kid's yeah. not old enough to use devices and have his own account, and my wife is with Apple. So, that, yeah, that, uh, it, you know, as long as, long as the clothes get ironed and the dinner gets cooked, she can use everything she wants. <laughs> That's really interesting. So, see, my entire family is all Android, and so much, you know. Is that because you made them be? No, actually, no, I really didn't, you know, because before I met Julia, <laughs> she was already on, on Android. So, it's really that, that's what that's why you met her though. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you probably pull, you you're pulled, right. <laughs> you you pulled on the basis of operating system. I wanted someone on the same page. He met her he <laughs> met her on AndroidFanGirls.com. I probably should. <laughs> you probably did. And that's where the Android boys should go to look for 
their spouses, you know, if, a better if, if, if you if you form your relationships on the basis of operating system, then by all means, found if it doesn't exist, or go to androidfangirls.com or boys or whatever. But what I'm really proud of is that my entire family is all Android, even extended families, uh, all Android. So we don't have a rebel. I think there's one, maybe my. Uh, father-in-law has the fruit veil device and of course because that's what he got started on and he's older he doesn't even know what he has anyways he just has a fun <laughs> so you tell him he's on android anyway <laughs> i mean we could give him an android he wouldn't know the difference <laughs> yeah yeah maybe yeah. the other way around give him a, give him a special price and tell him it's apple's latest phone <laughs> Exactly. Or maybe the nothing too, since it looks so much like a fruit veil device. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So another part that I really like is that device certification. And you know, Google has partners. Um, you know, Samsung, I think Xiaomi is also a partner. So if you want to check to see if your device is play uh, protect certified, you can follow those uh, steps that we have enumerated there and you could see if your device is certified or not and I like that because then you have that play protect I mean everyone has play protect but uh, some are not certified and it will tell you you're not certified if yours is not certified and I know one of the note takers is at least and I can't remember which it is maybe they both are but one of him's or humanware got uh, their latest device certified, I think. Either the uh, Touch Plus or the Braille Sense 6. So um, uh, you may well find you have that too. The Play Store is something that is constantly changing, and I think there's something coming on. We've been through the Play Store trying to explore every bit and piece of it as best as we could. However, you know, now and then there's a change. And if there's another change, we'll be sure to talk about it as, as soon as possible. And I know that there's one that's on the horizon, especially like it will show you how an app is going to look on a different uh, device. Maybe it's a tablet, maybe it's a watch or whatever. And we'll also show you how many installs that app has on that particular uh, form factor. So that's the recent thing that Google is working on. It, I'm not sure if it's live for everyone yet, but uh, that's something that's also coming. And like I said, the Play Store constantly being tweaked. And should anything uh, monumental come through, we'll be sure to let you guys know. But we th we're thankful that you guys hang in there with us as we explore this Play Store because you know what? It's the backbone of your phone. And that's, of course, you're one of those that just want to go get something elsewhere and sideload it. But the majority of people depend on the Play Store. And then we thought it was important that we take the time to go through the Play Store and show you all that the Play Store has or does not have. Absolutely. And and if the app is on the Play Store, that's where you should get it from. I like sideloading, but I would never sideload an app I could get from the Play Store. There is literally no point in taking the security risk. Uh, so uh, always use the Play Store unless the Play Store doesn't have what you want. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing and more. And now we come to our spotlight section, and it's another unboxing. Uh, and Warren uh, was—he he sort of trailed this last week, and then I mentioned it on the Telegram group, and he denied it, which I thought was very funny. But it transpires <laughs> that he has—he has actually bought the Nothing Two. I, I didn't know what that reference referred to on the podcast last week. Had you not bought it, Warren? But then, then in the week, I got a bit it's like you haven't done it, so. <laughs> But you did. I know. So here's what happened, though. So I did that pre-order on the 11th, and I was hoping that it was going to be here um, by the 17th, or actually, so it was the 17th they started shipping, and I think mine was shipped on the 
18th or whatever. I don't remember. But it got here on, was that Wednesday? Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And so I was kind of, you know, beautifully surprised. And, you know, they wanted me to install their tracking app. I'm like, hell no. I just looked it up through USPS. And there it was, you know, telling me it's now in Spokane and uh, uh, left. And so I'm like, wow, there it is. And there it came in no time at all. So it's my very first nothing device. Of course, we didn't have the first one here in the States. And so Mr. Pei learned his lesson things that we should have it here. And I'm glad he let us have it. So I'm reviewing, or I'm, I'm using the phone. And so we'll have my review next week. Um, it's just, like I said, that phone is a little boxy for my liking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into that in a minute, but let's play the unboxing. Hi, Warren Carr here from Blind Android Users Podcast, and I'm sitting here unboxing nothing. And by the way, this is the Nothing 2. The first Nothing phone did not come to the United States. And if you're not familiar with the Nothing, something that we refer to on the Blind Android Users Podcast when we talked about it last year, we made reference to it as the Christmas tree phone. So this is nothing too. Of course, the founder is Carl Pei, who used to be part of the founders of OnePlus and defected and started his own. Yes, today I'm unboxing nothing. Unlike many people who like to describe what the box looks like, the color box and all of that, I simply want to get to business. So I just picked this up from the mail and I'm going to try to unbox it. It's a nothing. And it comes in a square box if you want to know what the box looks like. And looks like from the looks of it, after I tear it open, I'll just see the device. See what we got. Trying to tear off the tip so much, tip around the ends and all of that, corners, exit a little bit difficult. There we go. I think I got it. Ah, not quite. There we go. A little something left here. There we go. There we go. I just unboxed it. Inside is another square box. Reminds me so much of the Pixel Fold box. And of course you want to hear what's in the box. So it has, wow. Let's see what it, what it has. Looks like they gave me a shirt or a pair of shorts or something. But some kind of clothing. I think it's most likely a pair of shorts. Definitely, that's what it feels like a pair of shorts. And that's it. Nothing in in that box. Um, I don't think it even has a charging cord. Nope, not feeling one. Um, all I'm seeing is a pair of shorts. I bet that probably says nothing on it. So I'm wearing this shirt. I'll be wearing nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, very minimalistic. Well, I think I'm wrong. I need to open the other box, the other square box. Maybe the uh, the cord will be in that. But, so let's put this aside and look at this other box here. And see what we got in there. 
So again, like I said, this looks like the pixel fold box. It's also square. And let's see. So I must say that the box is very difficult to pry open and I don't think I'm even doing it right. I'm probably destroying it as it is. I think I am. Ay -ay -ay. Yeah, definitely very difficult to get this thing open. There we go. I practically destroyed the box. <laughs> I feel sorry for the box. And then I pull it out of that other box and another box. Oh my goodness, I hope this one is not as difficult. All right, the inner one is not difficult. Oops, something comes tumbling off. Let's see. All right, I found what tumbled off. That was a USB-C cord. Now the box itself just opens up, just a flap. Has some kind of embroidery work on the cover. All right, in there we got the USB-C cord, like I said. There's another little box in here. I believe contains a little bit of paperwork and probably the uh, SIM tool removal tool in there. And the phone is sitting on the other side. There's the phone. Let's take a look. We got wrapped in a little paper there again and I'm gonna try to open this up. Very strong adhesive here. There we go. And out comes the device. So I'm holding the device in my hand and frankly feels to me like a Fruitvale phone if you've been following Fruitvale. Um, the back is glass and the sides of course are metallic. And like Fruitvale, you know, I believe this is a power on the right-hand side and then the volume keys or volume buttons on the left side. Filling the top, I feel a little depression on the top right, maybe the antenna. And let's see if there's any SIM port on the side or if it's at the bottom. Let's see, feeling the left side where the volume keys are. I don't believe I feel any holes. Let's feel the right side. I don't feel any either. So let's look at the bottom. Bottom feels like I have the SIM card tray to the left of the USB-C port. The USB-C port is in the middle and then to the right of it, I believe is a speaker grill and to the left of it is the SIM card. I'm gonna get my SIM ejection tool and try to see if I'm correct. Yep, I'm correct. There is the SIM tray. So again, there it is. Push it back in. So again, at the bottom, you got the SIM tray to the left of the USB-C port and to the right of it will be 
the speaker grill. On the back of the phone, we have the cameras. And on the right side, on the back toward the top, they are round. So two round cameras there at the top, right on the back side of the device. All right, so that will be the unboxing of it. I'll be doing a review of it. But though, let's go ahead and turn it on and see if we could start TalkBack with holding down the two volume keys or holding two fingers on the phone. I'll now turn that thing on, see if I feel any vibration. I hope it's not dead. Oh, there we go. I heard boom. And I'm going to wait. And I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Okay, because I can see a little bit, I can see a very red bright spot in the middle. And of course, some writing at the bottom and some at the top. Unlike the Pixel device, of course, you don't feel the thing that I refer to as the heartbeat, which is the pulsating feel that you feel when it's there on the setup screen. So I'm assuming that this has reached where I could set it up. So I'm going to put my two fingers down and see if I hear it instructing me to keep holding those fingers down to enable accessibility. And if it does, then I'll switch to the volume keys and see what happens. I don't believe it's there, but nothing. Of course, it's a nothing. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm going to hold down the two volumes. Oh, I heard some vibration. Talk back on. Held volume keys. Talk back turned on. Welcome to Talk back. Welcome to Talk back. Page one of five. Talk back is a screen reader intended for situations or people who have difficulty seeing the screen. It gives you spoken feedback so that you can use your device without looking at the screen. You can turn Talk back on or off by holding both volume keys for several seconds. When Talk back is on, the Okay, so I just turn up the volume and you heard how it sounds like. So the sound is a little bit, it's not as boomy as the sound that you will hear on a Pixel device. Look forward to seeing my review and this has been unboxing of the Nothing 2 phone. Weirdly, uh, having never seen the Nothing phone at all, uh, have you having mentioned it on the podcast, I saw it on Sunday and uh, I, I literally thought I was holding an iPhone Pro or Pro Max, maybe somewhere in between. Like, there are two camera bumps on the back, not three. Uh, but feel-wise, it's it scarily, scarily similar. I, I like it. Um, I didn't used to like that, that boxiness. Uh, like the first iPhone I bought was the 3GS. The four was out, but I didn't I didn't buy it because I didn't like the boxed offness of it. But um, I, I don't know. I, uh, that 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 kind of style grew on me a little bit. So the nothing in the hand I thought felt like a nice phone. So I'd be really interested to see your review because from the quick play of it, uh, I was quite impressed. I think the nothing phone one on Amazon now is in the UK anyway, is £319. And I think if you were going to buy a phone, then you could you could potentially do worse than spend £319 on the one, uh, even though the two is out. But let's see. Let's see what you think of it next week. And, you know, the nothing one is no slouch. Uh, so, frankly, I mean, it's a mid-ranger uh, 700 series, uh, Qualcomm 700 series. So, But that's not a bad... Uh, you know, um, cheap at all. So if you don't w want to spend this much money and you want to play with the nothing phone, probably you get the first one. If you're not within the US, that is. So if you're elsewhere, like the UK and all of that, then you want to get something to play with. That might be the route to go if you don't want to put that much money into the nothing too. So yeah. I guess I have one question for you, Warren. Are you going to set up and use the glyph feature or are you going to just look at that as a gimmick? 
Well, I it's gonna be in my review. I'm I'm playing with it to see if I like it or not. And frankly, I don't know. Um so it's I'm not into flashy stuff. Uh I'm not the flashy kind. I I don't. So I don't think some people would like it and some may not like it, but it's something that sets your device apart uh from anything out there. So I mean he just wanted to do something different. He wants to bring something different into the uh, you know, foray of devices and phones and all of that. And and yet, you know, in the same breath, he kind of grabs that uh, footwear look and all of that. I think Carl Pay somehow maybe is a, a footwear at heart, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he said something different, making it uh, look different. And uh, I'm glad we have something different for people who want their device to stand out in the crowd. I mean, in some ways, it, it, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I, I mentioned this on the, our little internal group earlier in the week. No one ever really faulted Apple for hardware, did they? It's the software experience that's the problem. So the fact he's he's tried to get the hardware a bit like that, I'm kind of okay with. Od- oddly, I did switch for a hardware reason, which was that there wasn't a 5G iPhone at the time, and I wouldn't want to pay the money for one when one came out. But I've never, I've never... Aside from that, I had an issue with their hardware. No, their hardware is excellent. I've always said, you know, because they've got some of the best hardware out of there. But I think one of the things that really puts me off is that boxy feel. And, you know, your Sony is also boxy, you know, Mm -hmm. talking about boxy phones. And one of the reasons I I never cared about Sony devices. I I don't know. That box never. I'm not the one that likes being in a box. (laughs) You like like your phone's curvy. Oh, I love that, you know, uh, nice finish. <laughs> you like your curvy. You like your, you like your darling's curvy. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice baby. Yeah. The other thing I'd be interested to know about how anyone gets around this with the nothing. So, so, so Doug mentioned glyphs, and, and we'll get into whether they work or not. Talk back from a review next week. But the what this is, is the back of the nothing phone is glass. And it's supposed to be interesting in that, as well as the glyphs as a side gimmick, you can kind of see the internals, except you can't because they're protected. But it sort of gives you a look at the internals. But the way these glyphs are, they are lights on the back of your phone, and they will let you see priority notifications differently. And you can can configure these lights differently. So so essentially, it involves you keeping your phone face down, which is a bit odd. But where I wonder where this goes is, what do the likes of Otterbox do for cases, if indeed they bother making cases for the Nothing Phone 2? I mean, you've always got clear, transparent cases. That's not an issue. But what happens with like your protective cases, your folio cases? How does that work on a nothing? The nothing one as well is the same, actually. But uh, Then you wouldn't be seeing anything because you're basically covering out, up the lights. Yeah, so, I, I know, yeah, I know yeah. that by default. But are the case manufacturers going to try and fix that? Well, I think that what would happen is that one could choose to have, like you said, a clear case. And we have clear cases out there. So if you really want to observe those or see those things, um, and yet in the same breath, you want a case for your device, then definitely clear case is the way to go. Um, And I tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've hit the power button. That's another part that really (laughs) bothers me. The power on the right hand and the volume keys on the left side and I hated the fruit veil because of that and Samsung used to be like that I hated that too until they change and so frankly if I'm going to send this baby back home that would be one of the sole reasons uh, besides living in a box Warren tell me the truth have you accidentally called 911 yet by trying <laughs> no. to adjust your volume I haven't <laughs> but I, I have shut down I mean, I shut off the screen when I didn't mean to shut off the screen. And it kind of just pisses me off. (laughs) I don't like that at all. I've done that so many times that one of the first things I do is go disable that SOS feature because I'm switching phones so often that I forget which button is which. And I'm trying to adjust my volume really fast. I'm like hitting the button over and over and I'm like, nothing's happening. And then next thing I know, I'm calling 911. Yeah, and you know, that one happens. I mean, I haven't called a 911, but I noticed that whenever I pick up the Samsung phone, 
you know, the power button is below the volume keys as to the Google uh, where the power button is at the top and the volumes are below. So every time I had to think twice if I'm holding a Samsung not to hit the power, but I've hit the power uh, a few times trying to adjust the volume. <laughs> yeah, it, it's confusing. And especially with the Pixel Fold because that power button is actually like a longer button that feels like a volume button. Like it feels like a volume rocker, so... I don't necessarily have too much problem with that, but the whole idea of, you know, one on the other side and the other is on the other side. I don't like that at all. It's just, it just irks me. But it should literally make it easier for you not to do the thing that you just say you do. (laughs) It's on the other side of the phone. How much easier can they make it? You don't want to hit 911 when you're pressing the volume button? Well, I'll tell you what, we've moved the power buttons. You don't have to do that. Like, you're faulting them for fixing the thing you're complaining about. No, I think because he wants to uh, imitate Fruitvale. That's what it is. (laughs) I'm serious. That would be beneficial for me because I can't even count how many times I've sent the SOS off on my phone because I'm trying to turn my volume down accidentally and hit the power button. Like having the volumes opposite of power, I actually personally prefer it because it programs your brain to be like, okay, this side is specifically power and the likelihood of actually triggering the SOS is reduced big time. Like I know just from when I had the iPhone to now with Android, like basically all my phones have had the power, the power and volume on the same side. And it took me more conscious thoughts not to hit the power button than it would if the volume was on the other side. Yeah, that's a good point. Once you get used to it, it'll be better. But the problem is how long will it take you to get used to it? You know, that muscle memory Exactly. It's just, probably, the, it's pro- hard. probably the first time you call 911. Then you get used to it. Um, no, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've done it more than once. I, I, I actually did it just last week. <laughs> so I think it all boils down to where you hold your phone. Because um, I tend to hold my phone near the midsection toward the top. And so, you know, um, I go to um, turn up the volume on this uh, Christmas tree maker uh, phone. And, you know, my my <laughs> other part of my finger hits the power on the other side. And I tell you, I really hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah. Uh, my review is going to be uh, talking about, you know, the whole experience. And uh, next week, look forward to that, folks. And you'll decide whether or not you like the Christmas maker tree. Warren, have you added, have you used the LG phones when they were putting their I hated that. Don't even go there. That's one of the reasons I didn't like LG. And finally, LG changed. But I think that's why I skipped. Um, I think they introduced that with the G3. I don't remember. I think think the G2, I think. Okay, yeah. But I'm not sure about it. I hated that. I hated that thing on the back. It was just absolutely stupid. But LG was trying to find its way. (laughs) (laughs) You got the volumes and everything else and the power on the back of the phone. Oh, my goodness. I will give them this, though. At least they're trying something different instead of just copying Apple. Yes, they were trying a lot of different things. It's not fixed. It's not broken. Why to fix it? This is the, the point. So no one was complaining about it on the side. So why they should put it on the back? Yeah, or else, you know, do what Nokia used to do. And, you know, a lot of early Android phones, you know, had that power on the top. Top, You guys remember that? I remember that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I I mistakenly put my phone upside down in a pocket or something. (laughs) Yeah. I hear the phone talking. (laughs) <laughs> well, my first phone ever, it wasn't a smartphone, obviously, it had the power button on the front. It was a Sony Ericsson, and it had it on the keypad. Oh, it's like one of those Nokia phones. Oh, sorry, that, sorry, an Ericsson, yeah. not a Sony Ericsson. They hadn't merged then, but yeah. Yeah, because some Nokia had the, the power in the front, too. I don't remember which one it was, but the, I had the one The E5 like had the, no, the power on the, um, the uh, and call key. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So it, it mm-hmm. was just very interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's used to, to turn off, to turn on and off the screen or the, to unlock the screen. I mean, we were using the, the combination of the keys, like the power button wasn't related. Uh, to this. Yeah, yeah, the, um, no, it was, it was the menu in the star, wasn't it? Um, no, in the, in the, in the E5, I think it was the, uh, options key and the back key. It, uh, on on the Nokia's I had it, it was top left and star. I think I remember yeah, it being but that. Yeah, the E5 that had this one on yeah. the uh, the power button on the uh, and call key, it was like this, and they were close to each other. So, do you guys miss that kind of Nokia setup and all of that? It's kind of very interesting setup, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, not really. I think it's. I don't miss it done. either. No, no. I, I, I never particularly had a problem with it though. Um, it's just you know they'll they'll put it where it is, don't they? Uh, I think I, I don't really like, and I know I've said this before. I don't like fingerprint sensors in power buttons simply because if you want to access the lock screen and the lock screen only, you have to put a wrong finger on. Uh, and obviously you can do. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but it just feels a bit weird. It's like, why do I have to activate my wrong finger just to see the lock screen? But I don't like that, you know, the, the tap to wake or whatever, you know, um, tap to check, depending on what your mobile phone calls it. So I've, I've never been a fan of, and I know a lot of people don't like um, capacitive under display fingerprint sensors, but I don't like power button fingerprint sensors for that reason. Next two of us, I, I don't like that whole idea of my uh, finger screen, or, I mean, fingerprint reader on the power, you know, like the fold. And it's probably one of the things I don't like about the fold, Google Fold here. Just on cases, I, I did wonder whether, you know, the likes of folks who make the portfolio cases might bother making two-tone cases for the nothing so that you have a clear back. But uh, you know something that protects the screen, because uh, otherwise I don't really see how it works. Uh, and obviously, some people want more protection for that phone. And if if you do want more protection for that phone, then uh, but yeah, the glyphs get closed off, then that's probably a bit of an issue. So maybe you don't buy the phone at all, or uh, you know you persuade, or or the market persuades a case manufacturer to make something for it. No, the case makers are very creative, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have uh, some, you know, uh, folio cases like that. So it's just a matter of uh, looking to see the ones that have it, and I'm almost positive there would be something like that. Yeah, someone would have done it. The, the only issue, just because there are so many phones, is you, with cases, you, you almost have to go with Amazon and, you know, Pay your money and take your choice, don't you? You can't go and look at them most of the time. Yeah. All good things must end. Thus, it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And that brings us to the end of our uh, content for this week. Austin, how can people get in touch with us? To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join a mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. Well, we shall see you next week for what will be a very busy episode and not one to miss. As I say, the Samsung Unpacked, the uh, review of the Nothing Phone 2. Uh, but uh, prior to then, say bye-bye to the nice people. Say bye-bye, dude. Bye-bye, everyone.
Say bye bye, everybody else. Bye, everyone. Bye, -bye everybody else. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.